welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bazira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last season, our adventurers found themselves stranded in a strange world with no memory of how or why they were there. After spending a year in the New World, mostly with the kobolds of the Shimmerscale tribe, Flick, through the power of the Shimmerscale, the tribe's symbol of leadership and a powerful magical artifact, regained his memories of the past, restored his friends' memories as well, and came to a disturbing conclusion about his estranged family. For more of a recap on Season 1, check out the episode that we dropped just a couple of days ago for a full recap. What did our adventurers remember about their mission here in The Last Refuge? And what from Flick's past awaits them? Let's find out as we start Season 2 of The Last Refuge. Hey, y'all. What? Yeehaw. Season 2. What is this? Twenty Episode 23? That sure, is almost yeah. a great. full half year of recording. What? What? That's insane. That, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> I know, right? I didn't either, and I was just looking at it today. I could not believe it. What a ride. What a ride. <laughs> well, I'm, gla- I'm glad you think so, because so do I. Okay, so uh, hopefully everyone who is listening has listened to the two character episodes uh, that told all of your backgrounds and uh, sort of your histories right up until the moment where the four of you met with Gavrail the uh, celestial being uh, who is you ladies' father and uh, Flick, your uh, foster father, I guess. Papa? What? Met him uh, on a cliff face. And so that's where we are. So you are all up there. You have all walked out. Each of you has seen the other three people, uh, none of whom you've ever met before, of course. And uh, just as you all uh, begin to step forward to the middle of the clearing and perhaps uh, ask each other questions or talk to each other. Out of nowhere, there's a flash of light, much like when you first met Gavrail, and there he is, right on the edge of the cliff. And he turns to you all, and of course he catches your attention, and he says, My children, long have I looked forward to this day, to the day that you would all be together and would begin our great work. And that day is finally here. Listen well, for once your journey has begun, it will be some time before I am able to speak with you again. I am a servant of the great Denier, lord of all glyphs. The first scribe has chosen me to assist him in a great work, his greatest ever. The glorious Denier has decided that his time in Toril draws to a close, that he will seed a new world grow a new civilization, and establish his kingdom in glory. It is for this purpose that all of you are here, indeed, that you were born. Briathos, Vizdira, and Kit, you are my daughters, sisters, born to this destiny. Finally! Told ya. <laughs> it only took 24 episodes. <laughs> Knowledge bomb <laughs> dropped. <laughs> Flick, though you are not of my blood, you are of my soul. When you turned to the magnificent Denier, he saw your heart and knew that you were to replace, uh, to complete this company. Now you are all met. You have all trained long and hard and are ready to begin. The Lord of all images has selected a world for his new domain, but it is not ready to receive his glory. This is your task 
to prepare the way of the awesome Denier in this uncultivated land. Flick, you have been taught a ritual of consecration and binding. This ritual must be performed in one of five locations that we have identified as centers of power in this new world, temples of some long-dead god. I will plane shift the four of you to one of these temples. Flick, you must consecrate the temple. My daughters, you will keep watch and protect Flick while he works. Once the ritual is complete, the illustrious Denier will have his first anchor point in the new world, a connection to the land that will allow him to begin his work in earnest. You will all then find and travel to the other power loci, consecrating each of them in turn. As far as we can tell, there are no significant intelligent inhabitants of this world. Creatures similar to our lesser races have been spotted, but none of the goodly races seem to be present. That said, should you encounter beings capable of recognizing and worshipping the glory of the mighty Denier, you should begin to establish shrines, churches, temples in his name. My children, once this great work is done, you will all be revered as the heroes who brought civilization art and knowledge to a new world, you shall never be forgotten. Oh my god, your faces are amazing. I will be shifting you... (laughs) I have so many feelings and no words. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. I will be shifting you directly into the center of the temple, bypassing the minor wards that remain in place from eons ago that presumably protected the temple when it was functional. Prepare yourselves. Are you ready? Sure, why not? Typical Bizdira. You know. Flick will nod his head vigorously. (laughs) Flick for sure is ready. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anything else before he shifts you, before the the memory closes? Kit and I are like... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly that. I feel like... He just, he assumes that you're so excited you're speechless. Can Bizdira like bounce around the other two girls and be like, "We're sisters, we're sisters." Can <laughs> told you so. Well, you haven't told them so yet, but yes. <laughs> Said it to them many times. No, I will tell you just about them in the near happened. future. Oh, right, because this is this is this like is before, past. right? Right. right. Never mind. Yeah, because of well, that, I'm, I'm wondering if there's, like, anything that we've been meaning to ask him before we lose the opportunity to ask him. Right, and he's, right, and so he's, he's taking a moment before he enacts the spell to shift you, uh, if there is anything else that you require briefly. Kid is so stressed out right now. <laughs> this is a very stressful situation. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Okay, well, seeing that you all are just so completely overcome with religious fervor, uh, he... Yep, that's exactly <laughs> the face I was looking for, Kit. He, uh, he joins the three of you together. You see, you notice as you sort of approach him that on the ground underneath him is inscribed this great uh, sort of sigil or, or series of glyphs, and he puts places you at uh, essentially the four compass points in this arcane circle. He stands at the middle, begins to chant... There is a flash of light, and if you recall the opening of season one, that's what you experience next. Great. Boom. Boom. Something goes wrong. Something okay. goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is essentially the end of each of your character minisodes. And so you are all up to speed 
at this point. Now, Flick, you, uh, before you ran to use the scale to um, restore the lady's memories, you did something else, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, yes, I actually, because the shimmer sale, the shimmer scale gives me, um, the, the shimmer sail, it's the, on a, we well, put it on a boat and it catches the, the wind. The shiver scale actually gives Look, me the, <laughs> it's my turn to make fun of you. No fair going back to the shiver scale. Uh, the <laughs> shimmer scale gives me the opportunity, uh, once every year, I believe to cast prophecy, which is a ninth level spell. Yeah. And you can cast it without components or without having to have, uh, ninth level spell slots at your disposal exactly okay, so, so at the the one year anniversary i decided uh, of us becoming the leaders of the of uh, the tribe i decided to give it a try yeah and so uh so you're going to spend an hour preparing this spell preparing and casting the spell and then you will be in an unbreakable trance while you receive prophecies for another hour but the first thing that you need to do is roll a d4 because that will tell us how many visions uh, and prophecies and omens and and premonitions you're going to get flick come on four so can we assume that we're protecting him outside Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's up to you, Flick. Did you did you call to them, or are you assuming that your rooms are secure, or what did you do? I would have told the entire council that this is something that I plan to do, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I rolled a three. You rolled a three, and you get 1d4 minus one prophecies, so you get two prophecies. So the first thing, uh, so everyone is waiting outside the room, and they know how long it should be and when they should come check on you and, and all of that. And you fall deeply into this trance. And the first thing that you see is it's sort of disorienting. And it's almost like uh, you're seeing, well, we would know it as like like animation, like watercolor paintings that have been animated. But it's very strange to you. It just looks like not quite real. You're seeing images. You can identify them. They're moving. But it just, there's something about it that is strange. And what you see... Uh, you're, you're in a very tall tree. And in the branches of this tree is a large bird's nest. And in this large bird's nest are four bird cages, each containing a baby bird. And these baby birds are just old enough to be, <laughs> are just old enough to be able to fly, but they can't learn to fly because they're caged. And try though they might, they can't get out of the cages. They can't get away. And one I am by in one. The, sorry, I am in the tree with them. Well, you're sort of you're seeing Just it from the point them. of yeah, from the point of like being next to the nest. Gotcha. Um, one by one, though, the cages, the door of the cages open, and then the cage disappears, and the birds are able to leap off of the branch, out of the nest, and off of the branch and fly. One by one, each of the cages does this, and. Once they've all been freed, you feel a sense of, of power and liberation. But very quickly, the four little birds catch the attention of something terrible. You feel fear and horror and then nothing as the birds are swallowed whole by something you cannot see. Delightful. I'm mm-hmm. so mad at you right now. <laughs> I knew you would be. When you want to make Bria upset... Put baby animals in trouble. <laughs> Especially kill birds. Kill baby animals. You killed them. Well, they were watercolor animation prophecies. It's fine. So that prophecy uh, 
you see, and then everything sort of lurches and goes black. And you are, you know nothing for what might be a few seconds, what might be hours, but then your vision lurches again. But this time everything is very clear, very realistic. It's not paintings, but as if you are standing there. And in fact, you can sort of tell that for the moment at least, you are seeing through something's eyes. Okay. And this something is looking upon three tieflings. Two female and one male. You immediately recognize them as your siblings. Yep, I got it. (laughs) And they stand before a stone building that seems familiar but also different. Two of them hold an item reverently in their hands, one of which seems similar in shape and design to the shimmer scale, though a, a different color, and it drips with blood. All which, three of the tieflings... May I ask which two are holding these objects? Your sisters. Great. They all three turn and stare right at you, and you feel a sort of jerking motion, and you are pulled back out of this being that you were seeing through the eyes of, and... As you are pulled back out of this creature, the creature steps forward, and another figure is there. Another female, holding a third item, also similar in shape to the Shimmer Scale. And this female has a cruel and evil grin on her face. And you realize with a start that this female is not a tiefling. She is an Azamar. And your vision goes black. What? Three tieflings and an Azimar? (laughs) (laughs) Are we in Bizarro Land or something? (laughs) You've all been polymorphed. Um, Could I recognize any of the surroundings of the building, or was it just... You didn't. You didn't. Behind sort of the, the four main figures... Uh, it was all sort of slightly the four main figures and the building. It was all sort of fuzzy, so you couldn't really. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like oh yeah yeah Vaseline mm-hmm. lens. Um, and in that blackness, as you as you lose sight and as you come out of the trance of the spell, you hear a voice, a female voice that you know is not your sister's, and she says, "It is time. Let us enter and begin." But we we only have one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, they've had a year head start. So you that is have, uh, figured this out a little bit sooner, Flick. <laughs> Literally, no. He he could not. He had to wait a year. I'm sorry. Did you become the leader of this tribe? Did you have the <laughs> highest charisma score? Did you attune to this shimmer, the shiver scale? <laughs> You're gonna confarg. I don't want to hear it. I'm it's not gonna hear you new one. It, listeners, it is called the before. shimmer scale. Two M's. Oh yeah. I love Frosty's hat. Oh, did we decide that we're trade-seizing on that? I don't know. We didn't decide, but we probably should, right? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'm taking Frosty's hat. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so what does uh, Kit get, then? She gets the... Um... Scroll of Snowball... Oh, the Snillic Snowball. S- yeah, Snillic Whatever that Snowball is. Storm. Cool. Hooray. And For those of you who haven't listened to our holiday special, please go do that now. <laughs> uh, Frosty's hat gives you advantage on charisma checks against other uh, creatures that you're interacting with when you wear it. Which means that we could have more than one diplomat in this party. Huzzah! And also, okay. I just think it will look very fetching on Bria. 
I agree. I don't know why, but I agree. I just feel like she's a hat lady. Mm, Yeah, I can see that. Oh, she's totes a hat lady. (laughs) Right? Okay, so I come out of said vision. Correct. And I, as we've discussed, run over to the girls. Correct. And I am going to not be able to put words together for a second. Sure. And um, Oryx comes up to you because the rest of the council is there as well, right? You told everybody that, so that right? Right. Yeah. Everyone's informed. Yeah. So Oryx is the first to sort of come up and, and make sure that you're okay. Oh, I'll, re- I'll, I'll sort of reassure him that I'm fine. Okay. Um, like physically, you know, mentally, I, I'm okay. I'm, you know, um, but I will want a private meeting with my three original cohorts if he doesn't mind. He doesn't. Dranks kind of does. Uh, he says, um, whatever you learned, remember, I have learned that Dranks, apparently, in going back and cutting together the season one <laughs> Greek recap, apparently Dranks has a London accent. Uh, you know, I so had Dranks... remembered that the whole time, but just I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this was like the evolution of the character. Maybe like he yeah, lost maybe that's his accent in like a nope, maybe I just like forgot. Sort of battle. That... <laughs> Well, some sort of like traumatic experience. <laughs> Whatever the case, he gets his accent back and he says, Hooray. Uh, whatever you learn from that spell has to affect the whole tribe. We should all know what you saw. Uh, in due time, Dranks, I, this is something that is very personal to us four. Uh, go ahead and roll me a persuasion flick. Can I, is there anything we could do to help him persuade? Uh, if you can come hat. up with an, if I'm you, also, well, he's I'm not wearing also, Frosty's hat. Um, proficient. Yeah, I mean, if you guys can come up with an argument to sort of bolster his, then I'll let him roll with advantage. We can say it's a, a lady of the month problem. He is a guy. <laughs> oh, I yes, so is Flick. So is Flick. Yeah, I'm also a male. <laughs> no, I, I know, but ne- never mind. <laughs> I mean, the other problem is that we have no idea what he saw, so I'm not really sure that we could make a persuasive argument like yeah, at all. That's sort of what I was thinking, too. Without, yeah, without right. making him even angrier. That's what I was thinking, too. Well, uh, all right, so Flick, what was your that, flat roll? I was just about to say, I rolled a 15 plus 4, so that's a 19. Okay, great. So, so Drenks acquiesces <laughs> and sort of says, um, I will go prepare the council chambers uh, so that as soon as you are done having your little private powwow, you can appraise the rest of us of the situation. Perfect. Thank you so much, Drenks. You're such a help. He is already leaving. Exactly. Wait, 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 it's been a year. He's warm to us a little bit. Doubtful. Yeah, but he's also, no, he has a little, but he's also sort of always on edge that you guys are going to take uh, like more than your share of the power. So things like that, like things like keeping a secret that he feels is important to everyone just amongst the four of you is the kind of thing that like just jabs him in just the right place. Yeah, I, I get it. I understand. That's fair. Um, So I would like to usher you three into another chamber the chamber that i just came out of i suppose sure um and i will relay literally every single detail like chris traeger literally every single detail (laughs) that i can remember from my visions and i will explain to them um my my family history as much as i can in sort of the time frame that we have um i will relay to them uh, do, 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 how evil my older sister is because now I remember that um, 
And I don't know who that other woman was, do I? I don't know who she is. Nope. Cool. So I will relay that as well. And okay. my fa- my father's is who he is as well. Yes. Do I? Is this... Uh, this is also a DM question sure. in the grand scheme. Is this where I also let them relive their memories? Like, is, is this where yes. I... Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. So I think actually what you would do is before you actually relay your prophecy visions, I think you would use the scale to restore their memories. So that'll take a couple of minutes for them to sort of process that. And then you tell them about your, your, uh, your, what in the hell? Words are hard, y'all. Uh, your premonitions. There's the word. There's like eight of yeah. them that I've used. So. Sure. so, so we find out that we're sisters. <laughs> yes. This is y'all. Um, At this point, Bizdira, you can, you can say, I told you so. Great. And then as I'm soon as my prophecy say... is over. Since, since we don't have the bad news yet, I'm going to say, um, great, we can be a traveling band now of sisters. <laughs> we kind of already are. <laughs> we haven't been traveling. <laughs> Not for a long we, time. We traveled a little bit. But we also wrote a song together. That's true. You did. We did. That was a big step in the relationship. <laughs> Indeed it was. Um. So now, hmm, sorry, I'm trying to collect no that's okay i mean you all sort of i mean this is this is a lot of information that sort of changes everything that you've been doing so you know what are you going to tell the council what are you going to do what you know what's what's the new plan that you have to formulate how trained are our kobolds now i know we were like working with them and drinks how trained are they um, I think if I remember correctly, uh, at the end of last season, we talked about, like, they're competent. They're not, like, an incredible fighting force, but they are more, certainly more competent than they were a year ago. Um, he's been taking them out into, like, scouting and uh, scouting missions and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, everything is going along really nicely. Everything is improving among the tribe the way you wanted it to. You know, I think what you told me way back when about how long you wanted to stay was until you felt like you could leave them without any troubles. You're probably not quite at that point, but you know, they're, they're capable and, and there's reason to believe that they would rise to the occasion if you all do take off. Um, but it's maybe not as a hundred percent there as you would have liked. Well, and now the need is so great for us to leave that I think we, I mean, we really don't have a choice. We have to go well, I was sort of explore what the situation us. is. Well, I think at least Oryx should. But I don't want to separate him and Varn. But maybe that's like can we bring a very both dramatic. Of them? Tr- I don't I know. I feel like Varn would also be a handy addition to the troop if we're allowed to, if they are willing to come along with us. I mean, <laughs> I think nice, to me because nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love to bring I would love to bring the full thoughtful three and Meepo. But a that would cause a riff. I mean, well, maybe giving drinks a lot of power here at home is actually a good thing. Um, but I also well, one of the one of the things is I have to take the shimmer scale with me, which is also going to be kind of hard to convince drink drinks that that's like something that needs to happen. Um, but I think having some of the thoughtful three and Meepo here to kind of control and balance drinks out is safe. And smart. I don't yeah. know. But, but you know, correct me if I'm wrong. The shimmer scale. I think that he, I mean, we'll see when we talk to him, but I think that saying, like, you're the de facto leader right now while we deal with this real threat on this planet, um, I think that's a, a good enough argument for him, potentially. And the shimmer scale is no good unless I have it. 
Like mm-hmm. nobody, it, it, DM, correct me if I'm wrong. Nobody else can really use it but me. I mean, it's that's actually not a hundred percent clear whether someone else could attune to it without passing the trials. You've had about a year with it, plus the training that Kashak gave you before he passed, and no one has ever tried to attune to it that wasn't the the winner of the trials. Even that one time, uh, like a century and a half or two centuries ago, when a ruler did abdicate, uh, the replacement ruler didn't attune to the Shimmer Scale, at least not right away, as far as Kashak was aware. So you so, could certainly make that argument. So technically speaking, I'm, well, for argument's sake, I'm the only one who knows how to use it. Yes, so yes, it definitely. Really, so technically, it's useless unless I have it, because I've not really told anyone else how I to mean, use it. I mean, and the other argument sure. that we can make and probably should make is if, is if the way we present it to them is we're going to go out and try to save their entire homeland from some people who are going to take over, like, this is a key part to it. And we're we're not taking it because we're taking it away from them forever. We're taking it so that we can keep their homeland safe. To yeah. save, yeah, to save the land. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really what it is. I think it also might be worth not mentioning you're related to them. I was actually going to ask about that. Why are you laughing at I, me? Uh, no, I just, I love that. I love uh, Flick's response was just like, to nod. <laughs> I, I'm torn. That's because I thought about that as well. And I... Because maybe that could also give me or give us some sort of uh, like incentive to go. Like I know how dangerous these people are and can be and probably how much more dangerous they are now as opposed to when I left them. Can we say maybe um, that you yeah. trained with them versus... Well, the next thing is, is that if it comes out that it is his family and we then didn't I tell lied. them, it's, yeah, then it's going to cause a, a bigger rift with dragons, especially thing being upright and being like i left because this was not me this was not who you wanted to be you know Mm -hmm. that might add a little bit more sympathy i mean you're already half demon anyway like devil but obviously you're inside devil but you are a good person yeah it's uh, i made this i left on purpose you know i left because i wanted to and i you know whatever character backstory insert here but um you know what i mean but i don't know i don't know what the answer to that is maybe that's something that we'll have to find out i guess in the sort of delegation of everything and if it doesn't come up maybe it just doesn't come up it's gonna come up dm's been listening to us uh (laughs) i haven't (laughs) you've just been nodding nodding and you know visually cueing that you've been listening listening to music is uh and it's it's hopping you would never listen to music whilst dming a game you don't know me (laughs) hopping unfortunately i do um so what that's actually gotta be the the adjective for the episode (laughs) it would be hopping hopping. so the other aspect of whatever we tell them that we have to talk about is um how do we deal with the fact that we were sent here to be missionaries for a god that they know nothing about (laughs) also how do we feel about this well, I think the best way to deal Kit with that... Kit is not into it. I don't love it. <laughs> Thank you for finally asking that question. Two by two, we're which marching is, door to door. Is, God is, loves Denarians and he wants some more. We needed a musical <laughs> theater reference somewhere. We did. Thank you for that. Which is why I think he said this and the two of them were like, let's go. And Kit and I were like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, I'm a cleric, <laughs> no, so makes, that's my job. Sense. No, totally. That everyone fair. feels the way that they feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that maybe a, that's oh. something that we also leave out. Yeah. For I now. don't think that that's important to. I don't think the why of why we're here okay. is important. I think the why of why we need to leave is important. I will also I agree. say, just sort of on on that point, um, that. Throughout the year that you've been here, Flick, I don't know how evangelical you have been just sort of on your own, but you are still a, a priest, a cleric of Denier, and so you have still done your own, uh, uh, your own worship of him and, and, uh, you know, observed, uh, rituals and, and, uh, things like that. And there have definitely been kobolds who have noticed, who have asked you about it, and who have learned about Denier. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that there is an established church of the Lord of All Glyphs in the Shimmerscale Tunnels, but, uh, you know, there are definitely a good number of kobolds who know about Denier, and, and a, a sizable chunk of those who are curious in a way that could very easily lead to uh, uh, worship or conversion. Sure, and I would say because he knows that well, for a long time, he didn't know this is why he was here. You know, this wasn't necessarily... he. Well, he lost his memory, so that wouldn't be f- first priority, especially since he's just been elected... Totally. To ...leader of this tribe. That that seems like a pretty pressing issue, you know? Sure, totally, totally. Okay, so is there anything else that you guys want to chat with amongst yourselves before you go and, and have this conversation with the Council of Twelve? No, I think we're ready to a- approach the rest the of the Council. Approach the bench, yep. <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Damn it, Bria. So you all head to the uh, the council's private meeting chambers, and the remaining eight members of the council are all there waiting uh, waiting for you, just sort of all sitting quietly, staring at the door waiting for you. Um, the the three uh, that are uh, Dranks' friends are sort of like fidgeting a little bit, uh, but the rest of them are, as is Arix, just a hair, uh, but the rest of them are just anticipating. And so you all walk in. And they sort of uh, just keep the all eight of them keep their eyes on you as the four of you take your seats. And uh, well, you tell me how it starts. Can I give him Frosty's hat? <laughs> give who Frosty's hat? Take it. Oh, give Flick I, Frosty's hat. Yes, I I knew exactly who she was talking about. I will take Frosty's hat, oh, and um, I will put on Frosty's hat and try and avoid my horns because I don't know if it'll fit. Um, but it, it ends up sitting up there, sort of at a jaunty angle. So it's sure. not, not such a bad thing. Yeah, on top of one horn and leaving yeah. one out. You know, it's very, it's, it's actually kind of cute. Um, but I will stand and address the council. Um, and I think I'm gonna like formally like call this sort of meeting to order. I guess and make this sort sure, of a there's a there's a on the record that, type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a protocol that you all have whenever you have official. Is there meetings, a gavel? So that's fine. I, I don't know, Flick. Is there a gavel? No, there's not a gavel. That makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm a way better leader. (laughs) More importantly, is there a court stenographer who's like... (laughs) Me. Dibs. Oh, no. It should be our friend who goes... It should be that guy. (laughs) You still haven't found him. You don't know who he is. I know. We don't know who he is. (laughs) We've searched all year. Yeah, and you haven't ever been able to find him. Oh well, then can we make it a? Can we? Can there be a court stenographer in the room? If if there is someone, I mean, yes. If you would like for there to be someone that that the council trusts with that sort of uh, uh, access and information, then sure, you guys can. Why have don't a point we of a court have Hawks do it? Yeah, I like. I was actually just about to ask. 
Okay, so rather than like Will a court Hawks stenographer, be like Hawks the is like keeper. Yeah, like the secretary of the council. That's fine. Great. I love that. Um, so I will bring everyone to order. Um, and I will start off by saying thank you for your patience. Um, this is obviously this is the first time that I've used the prophecy, you know, feature um, via the shimmer scale. And um, to my surprise, um, we have actually learned uh, some really pressing news. Um, there is somewhat of a threat that uh, has um, appeared in the last refuge that we need to uh, we, as a group, like and his four, the, you know, flick, etc., et need to address. <laughs> and um, flick, flick and the ladies Lord. need to, yeah, flick and the ladies need to go address. Um, and uh, we actually need to leave fairly soon uh, to go see the extent of this threat. That's how I'm going to start. <laughs> Great. So there's sort of a moment of silence and everyone seems to be sort of holding it together. And then just all hell breaks loose. Um, Yay. If you exactly had a gavel, what I expected. If you had Dranks, a gavel, you could get it together really quickly. Too bad. <laughs> Dranks is uh, immediately starting to ask questions about the division of power when you all are gone. Who will take the shimmer scale in your absence? Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. Arix is, of course, just sort of sad that you're leaving. Uh, Varn is is concerned about uh, also about the balance of power. Um, Hawks is upset because there was still so much that he wanted to learn about your world while you were gone. It's just it's sort of a cacophony of of questions and objections and and concerns. So, in order to maintain order, hopefully this is better than a gavel. We'll see. Um, yeah. I'm going to cast thaumaturgy. Oh, I was I was like, you're going to cast. Yeah, sacred flame on drinks. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to hurt anyone. Um, I'm going to cast thaumaturgy and make the ground rumble, uh, kind of like resembling an earthquake. That's sure. Fair. That's fair. okay. That's Great. better. Uh, um, go ahead and roll me a persuasion with advantage. Double advantage, right? Well, he didn't actually say anything, so he's getting advantage from using thaumaturgy creatively, not from the hat. I think he crit. <laughs> he's dancing. I just did a happy dance because I rolled a natural 20. What, what? Okay. So everyone just immediately shuts up. Uh, though, though the silence is sort of balanced on a knife's edge. You know what I mean? Like, they're quiet for now because they're expecting answers. But it wouldn't take much to set them off again. I'll look at all of them and say, you know us very well by now. We will answer all of your questions thoroughly, as thoroughly as we can and as fairly as we can. I will listen to Dranks first. Okay. Um, So Dranks stands and nods uh, and seems to sort of be a little more in control of himself. And he says, uh, well, I've got a whole host of questions for you. But the first thing that needs to be answered is what will happen to the Council of Twelve when there's only eight of us? Any any of you can answer. It doesn't have to just be Flick. He's looking at all of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Flick <laughs> and the ladies continue to just sit there smiling. Yeah, they and they just. <laughs> Deep. Um, I will. Uh, Flick will. Flick will answer, and he will say, um, "Well, we are considering um, a lot of options, but obviously the council would still stay in place. They would still do. You know, you all would still do what you've been doing. Um, unfortunately, you know, I as the leader would not be president, but." 
um, I think, you know, we would divvy out duties and other things like that, that, you know, that, you know, if people would usually come to me for, we would, you know, put on to you. So he says, um, well, all right, that leads then to two more questions about that. One, will we be replacing the four of you in your absence or will this become a council of eight? And in either in either event, whether we replace you or not, who will be the de facto head of the council? Uh, more importantly, how will we determine who will be the de facto head of the council? That, my friend, those two questions are stunning questions. Just absolutely, <laughs> just glittering questions. Um, glittering. That's lovely. Glittering. Yeah, it would be glittering if you could leave us a review. Um, <laughs> uh Hawks says, uh, Hawks sort of pipes up, uh, and she sort of amazingly is able to, like, continue to take notes on the meeting as she talks. Like, she's just, like, writing down what she's saying as she says it. It's quite impressive. But she just says, Hawks is English, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Hawks says, (laughs) shut up. Hawks says, the reality of the situation is that we have been treading upon new ground ever since we created the Council of Twelve. So it wouldn't be out of the question to simply modify what this is. It seems to me that we have all learned to work together quite well, and it's not out of the question that the eight of us could manage to uh, come to an agreement on certain things when questions and troubles arise. I see no reason to continue the Council of Twelve. It's only been in place for a year, and there's really no no reason to select four more members without having trials i i mean i completely agree and i as the leader of the tribe so far have never you know used an absolute firm hand on anything you know i've always consulted with all of you about every single issue that's been put in front of us um so i would expect that of the eight of you in our absence um you know everything should be handled with everyone's opinions being put forward and etc. The problem with a group of eight is that they're probably going to tie on difficult points. Right. There needs to be someone that's a, that's a tiebreaker vote that has veto power of some sort. It's clear what we have to do. We have to go find the guy and make him number nine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I agree. I completely agree. I do you do you actually suggest oh, that? Kids? Oh my Wait, gosh! Just kid actually oh my say gosh. that. I I just had the best idea. Oh, Wait for someone God. to see what's, if kid actually suggests. Sure, <laughs> she does. Yeah, that's fine. No, okay. that's fine. That's fine. And there's sort of a moment of stunned silence, and Meepo sort of pipes up and goes, "It's not the worst idea I've ever heard." Yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea. He's a third party. I think since we have been searching for a year and we haven't found him, we Cinderella this. And everyone has to come to the steps and they have to ha-ha for us until we recognize his voice. I love it. Also, it's a great use of our time. (laughs) I hate to... I was about to say, we have to get out of here so quickly. I don't know if that's going to be a great use of time. Uh, Bizdira, what were you going to say? I was basically going to say the same thing is that I don't know if, you know, we're kind of on a time crunch here. Like, um, Especially if I have to go out and like hear everyone's laughter, like... Right. <laughs> I I don't know if we have time for that. The cobalt population isn't um, exactly tiny. I'm imagining an entire episode of me just doing different laughs for 45 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to see that episode. Bonus but... episode. Bonus episode. All right, well, surely with the, with the resources of the 12 of you and the whole tribe, like you can you can put a search on 
maybe we'll do a bonus episode. Uh, well, uh, I was going to say, do we want to put that to a vote for the council right now? It, you know, or I also could. I mean, is it an option to sort of? I would love to pray to Denier for guidance of some sort. I don't know how helpful that's going to be or uh, whatever. I mean, you haven't really gotten anything direct from him in a while. You get spells from him. I don't think you have like the commune spell or anything. That's a higher level than you have available. No, not yet. No. Um, So any sort of direct guidance. I mean, you can certainly try uh, the gods work in mysterious ways, but uh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be something that you would like, it wouldn't be a a possibility that you would hang your hat on. Um, So, okay. Yeah. So you're going to put it to a vote or, yeah, I would officially like to put that <laughs> guy idea to a vote. Okay. How are the four of you voting? I. <laughs> I. Sure. <laughs> and it's a yay from me. Okay, great. Varn is a nay. Uh, the other thoughtful three are the other thoughtful three are yays. Dranks is also a nay, as are two Surprise! of his uh, friends, but one of his friends actually votes in favor. Uh, so that is enough for it to pass. Um Dranks wow. sort of, he, he has gotten used to, you know, not always getting his way, so it doesn't particularly upset him. Like, it's fine. It was a vote, and that's the way it is. He just says, uh, one last thing before uh, I let someone else have the floor. He says, um, who will be in charge of the shimmer scale while you all are gone? I will look at... <laughs> I wish people could see us. That's, that's honestly a thing. We need to consider video streaming this one time. Um, especially considering I'm wearing a Santa hat at this very it's moment a late we already did the holiday episode also ho- this okay, is going to be released two days after christmas 12 days so i don't want to hear it Whatever. christmas is 12 days um i will look at drinks and say the uh, you know as the leader of the tribe i will continue to hold on to the shimmer scale um as i am really the only one who knows the extent of its power as and we, we drinks flips out uh, but actually, so do Hawks and Varn, um, and a couple of Dranks' friends as well. And, you know, sort of among the arguments that are being flung out is, you know, the scale has never left the tunnels before. It is the symbol of the tribe. Uh, you know, what if the power of the scale is needed while you all are gone? On and on and on. Can you say it's necessary for us to do this? Yeah, that's, I, I'm going to sort of, are they, are they like unruly, like they're shouting over each other? I mean, a little bit, yeah. It's only the f- the five of them, but it's it's certainly, uh, yeah. It's a, it, I mean, they're pretty upset. Um, can I? Are there torches in this room? Sure. I'm gonna cast thaumaturgy again and make the torches roar a little bit louder, like and, a- a- and more ferociously, I guess. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. The DC is gonna be higher because they're real upset, but you can make it with advantage again. Uh, that's a twenty-three. Yeah. All right. So it quiets them down, but but you can tell that they're they're quiet because they're. I mean, they're they're not pleased. They're not done. But speak. I understand your concern. Um, uh, the prophecies that were bestowed upon me uh, depict the the eminent threats uh, who also possess objects similar to the Shimmer Scale, uh, and they seem to be of the same sort of. Uh, you know, they seem to, they seem to have the same magical abilities. They seem to be of the same shape. They, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'll relay as much as I can. 
Um, this just sort of blows their mind because the idea of there being other scales out there is is sort of anathema to everything that this tribe has been built around. You know, they were special. They were chosen. They were given this scale because they were the chosen of their ancient draconic ancestor. And so, frankly, especially the ones who who are against you taking it out just simply don't believe you at this point. That's that's too much against everything that their history tells them. Uh, and so now they're upset because they they think that you're making things up to try and get your way here. And and even your friends, uh, Hawks and Varn, are are not they're not real pleased with the situation. Yeah, I I definitely understand that. I. I'm going to try and do my best to, I don't, I don't know exactly what I say verbatim at this point, but I, uh, I'm, I'm going to try and relate to them that this is all new to me as well. You know, all of these visions are, you know, I, I didn't, I know just as much as you do, you know, way more than I do about this. And I'm just relaying to you what I was bestowed, the knowledge that I was given via the shimmer scale, this, you know, this, uh, you know, this feature is something that this, you know, ability is something that was given to me by this artifact that you all gave to me. So I, I, I don't know why I would lie about something like that. There's sort of a, a moment where they all take that in. And Hawks, sorry, uh, Dranks uh, looks around. He sort of makes eye contact with his friends that agreed with him and with Hawks and Varn. And he turns to you four and he says... We will continue these discussions. We will make plans for you all to uh, leave us with a council of eight. We will support you even in whatever way we can. But this is a non-starter and we will have the tribe against you if you try to leave with the very symbol that gave us life. And his friends nod with him. And much to your dismay, so do Hawks and Varn. And that is where we are going to stop for this week. <laughs> Sorry. Thumbs Sorry. down. Thumbs Thanks down. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out how our adventurers deal with the schism they've created, even amongst their friends, in taking away or trying to take away the Shimmer Scale. If you enjoyed your listening experience, it would be tremendous if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcasts from. The more five-star ratings and reviews we get, the better our placement on those sites, and the better our placement, the more people will get to listen. Remember, you can also reach out to us on Twitter at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. Or you can email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. We love hearing from you all. We also have a website with character and player bios and other cool stuff. That address is www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bizdira, Kid, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. 